This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Writing Excuses Episode 4 Beginnings. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. And I'm Howard. Let's start. Um, beginnings. Beginnings are tough. A lot of new writers have a lot of trouble starting their stories. The first question I want to ask is, how do you know where to start? Dan? You always come to me first, and I don't know where to start in this particular case. Um, I so start I'm going to send it joke. to Howard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, st- I start with a joke. Okay. I, I try to start with something funny because, well, I'm writing a comic strip. Right. People expect it to be funny. And so I look for the best joke that I can tell with no setup. Okay. Because you don't have the framework for a setup. Mm-hmm. I've got I've to fire out a one-liner. I've got to have it work. And then from there, I yeah. look for, you know, in this first chapter I'm building, if you will, mm-hmm. from there I look for a way to noodle over to the meat of the story. Okay. The reason I ask is because I read a lot of new writers writing. I, I teach a class on creative writing, specifically science fiction fantasy themed. Um, I get a lot of new writers coming through my class. Most of them want to write fantasy. Um, and most of them don't know where to start their story. Um, it's a really big problem, I see. Um, and the best advice I can give on starting your story is, is an old screenwriter's adage, which is they say, in late, out early. Um, and what this means is you generally want to start any given scene as close to the action as possible and leave any given scene as close to the action as possible. Um, and a lot of writers have a lot of trouble doing this because as writers, we write ourselves into stories. Um, I do this. I have to write myself into characters. Let me, let me rephrase that a little bit. Um... If you out there in podcast land have ever had the define the relationship talk mm. with your hmm. uh, significant other at the time, whether it went well or whether it went poorly, those go well. You spent probably two hours sitting there having this talk. Your readers, if you were to write about this, do not want to come in at the beginning of that conversation. Mm-hmm. They want to begin just as voices are starting to get raised just as heads are starting to move further together or further apart. They want to get there for the action, and then they don't want to be there for the long, teary, drawn-out, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. that came afterward. Exactly. They want to you leave once they know the relationship was defined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, we'll come back to this idea some more. But okay. we've sagged right into first lines. Let's talk first lines. How important are first lines? Very important. Okay. First lines define everything. We, we talk in writing often about um, the promises that you make to your reader, and those promises have to be fulfilled by the end. The first promise you make is the first line of your story. Um, uh, That's great. I, I have yeah. had books. The, I, I talked last week about uh, a vampire novel that I wrote, a historical vampire comedy thing. That started from a first line. That entire book sprung from the fact that I thought, 
it all started when I was in my coffin was kind of a cool first line for a story. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where the entire book came from. Uh, other, other books that I have done uh, have, you know, started at other places, but I had to go back and make sure the first line was really good. It was something that caught your attention, that set up your expectations. Um, you you hear so it much. called a hook a lot. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, you've probably, if you've taken English classes in high school, you've probably had lessons and things taught about hooks. Are they as important as they say, Howard? They're, I think they're critically important mm -hmm. because your, your hook is, it's not just a promise that you're making to your reader, it's a sales pitch that mm -hmm. you're making to somebody perusing the bookstore. Uh, some books get really good synopses written mm -hmm. on the back and I'll sometimes find myself buying a book just because it's got a good synopsis on mm -hmm. the back and I want to read it. But invariably, people out there will open the book and look at the first line and just see if that sales pitch sells them on it, if you can hook them. You know, a couple of weeks back, we talked about uh, the, the mixture of the, um, the mundane and, and, yeah, the, and uh, the original. The, yeah. the original. Um, in your, you know, comment about uh, it, it all began when I uh, woke up in my coffin. Yeah. Uh, I've forgotten the exact More line. More or less. A hook that establishes mundane coffin. Uh, original, the coffin is a beginning. Establishing that all in one line is mm -hmm. brilliant. Yeah. That's a great formula for building one kind of hook. And, one, and it is one kind of hook. I, I tend to like to use hooks at the beginnings of my books. Um, those, those of my readers will know, like, you know, Alcatraz starts with the line, so there I was tied to an altar made from outdated encyclopedias about to be sacrificed to the dark powers by a cult of evil librarians, um, which is a mouthful, and, but I started that book for the same reason Dan started his. That line came to me, and I wrote a whole book on it. Elantris, I did it differently. Um, I came up with a story first and then came up with hook lines. Um, Prince Rayodin awoke early that morning completely unaware he'd been damned for all eternity. Um, was my first line in that book. Um, I say all this, and at the same time, I want to contradict myself. And that is, I worry that new writers focus too much on the first line. Um, to and it keeps them from writing. The first line, I think, is critical, but I think something readers need to understand is the first line does not have to be the first line you write. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. If you try and write your first line first, yeah. um, it's... It's almost like it's almost like the the it's the sales pitch. Yeah, you've got the the used car salesman who's trying mm -hmm. to sell you this car. The driving experience of the car should not sound like the used car salesman selling you the car over and over and yeah. over again. It should be an automobile. Mm -hmm. At some point, you did have to get sold on it, but you don't want to listen to that all the way through. Yeah, the yeah experience. And, um, I would suggest if you're worried about hooks or even. I would suggest not even trying to write your hook first unless yeah. you're automatically, you know, unless you're instinctively good at them because you, a lot of writers will focus so much on them that they'll do it poorly or they will, um, they will never get beyond that first line because they want to do so well with it. The other thing I want to say is you don't have to have one that's such a quickie, snappy um, thing like I, it all started when I woke in my coffin, which is, is a great first line, but a first line establishes a promise. Focus on that, what Dan said, more than on making something that's, that's going to make people laugh, or it doesn't have to be a punch to the face. You can also establish 
mood. Yeah. Uh, this is critical in the, the fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. You are world building. Yeah. In the science fiction genre, mm -hmm. you are world building. Um, an establishing shot is yeah. acceptable. It is. You know, describing mm -hmm. the ballet of docking spaceships yeah. prior to moving into the scene where these two people meet for the first time. Now, I whatever. would suggest if you're going to do that, still try and start with conflict. Strand conflict or motion. Motion being taking you to someplace new, conflict and establishing something going wrong. Um, now, I think starting with a line of dialogue is a great way to start. Uh, starting with two people arguing is an excellent beginning. Too many people start with, with the wrong things, and we'll talk about mistakes in, in a few minutes here. I, I've got a whole list of them um, that I want to get to, but um, Dan? Um, yes? <laughs> What can I do for you, Brandon? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm well, thinking I'm that when you said in a few minutes, yeah. what you meant was next. No, I had another idea, but okay. it's gone. But let's do it well, next. Mistakes. Mistakes? Yep. Mistakes in first lines? Uh, first lines or beginnings? First lines or beginnings. Well, here, I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, poke the, the elephant and, um, and talk about Tolkien. Okay. Um, this is always oh. dangerous because, you know, if you say anything bad about him, you get shot in the alley after we leave the podcast which has happened so many times. Yeah. Um, his first line of The Hobbit is fantastic. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Mm -hmm. That's a great hook. That uh, sets up kind of the storybook nature of the, of the book itself. It lets you know the world. It kind of combines the mundane with the extraordinary. Um, and then, in my opinion, the book kind of runs into the ground for a chapter or two. Mm -hmm. um, I do not think a modern fantasy book would start with a dinner party. Mm -hmm. um, there, it, it takes so long to get into the action of The Hobbit, to get anything to happen. I mean, and that's just the way Tolkien writes. Um, but you, you can look at, um, at the movies, the, the movies of The Lord of the Rings. Those books also start very slowly. And when they were converted into movies, they started with a big fight scene and oh. narrated by yeah. Galadriel. And, and so I think you can see... I, I kind of consider that, to some degree, a mistake on, on Tolkien's part. He wrote was, 60 years ago. That it was a very different audience. That's absolutely true. Yes. I it wasn't just a different years. audience. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was an audience that had not yet been educated into fantasy literature, a mm -hmm. genre that arguably Tolkien was creating mm -hmm. or yeah. defining. He was defining, yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I do think Dan's got a very good point, specifically for the fantasy genre. One of the big mistakes I see people doing is they worry too much about the establishing. Um, they'll, try, they'll start with a big list of mythology, a big uh, explanation of mythology. This is the David Eddings method, mm -hmm. um, where you've got pages and pages of world building before you get any character or plot or setting. And setting is different from world building. If I have to know the way your magic system works mm -hmm. and the way the politics work and the way the grass grows purple or whatever, in order to understand the beginning of your book, yeah. please write a different book because I don't want to read this one. <laughs> See, you can start with an image. You can start with a powerful image. Um, and I'm, I don't know how well I do it. Other people do it, do it better than I do. But I started Mistborn with the, with the simple line, Ash fell from the sky. Um, it's an image. I thought it established conflict. It's different. It's taking us, it's taking us someplace different. It's not a line like... You know, the char main character woke up damned for all eternity. It's not a zinger. It doesn't punch you in the face, but it establishes. 
And I think that's what you want to do, not give us the whole history of the world. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go back to uh, movies again, since I brought them up. Yeah. I think one of the, the best ways, this is, a, this is a especially good little tip, I think, for new writers. It's, it's not a fabulous way to write, but it's a fabulous way to learn how to write, is to look at the structure of a James Bond movie. Because James Bond movies always have, you know, the very clear arc of we mm -hmm. introduce a conflict, we deal with the conflict, we solve the conflict. But they tack on an opening stunt to yep. the beginning of every movie. Star Wars so does it, too. we don't start with the uh, the story. We start with an action scene, and then we get into we the story. We start with the end of the previous story. Exactly. Yeah. We came in really, really late, as you opened with the beginning of the podcast. We yeah. came in really late. And then we came out at the beginning. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. the modern James Bond movies have started incorporating that stunt into the overall plot, which mm -hmm. I think is heresy. definitely a step up in some ways. Um, I say that right as he shouts heresy. Um, but that, that's a good trick, I think, to learn how to, how to do that. See, and I, I really like um, Return of the Jedi. I think it does a great job of having that opening stunt. But get, getting to other mistakes... There's one I really want to talk about here, and this is, this is the danger I see with people focusing too much on their opening line. I had a class when I was in high school where the teacher talked about hooks and said, you have to hook your reader in the first line. You've got to hook them. The first thing you do, hook, 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 hook. Um, and so then she had us all write papers, and then we got up and read our papers. I don't know why. Maybe to waste time. Um, but one guy got up and read his paper, and his paper was on something like racial tensions in the 1950s. He got up and he said, sex, 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 sex. Now that I have your attention, let's talk about race in the 1950s. <laughs> and didn't ever mention the word sex again. And I think right there is established the problem is the false promise. You, if your hook does not live up to what the rest of the book is going to be about, you're going to have angry readers. Mm -hmm. James Bond works because it's an action movie. You promise them action. Right at the beginning, you give them action. A fantasy book, you can give an establishing shot if it's quick and it has tension and motion in it because you're going to give them an entire world. But get the character as soon as humanly possible. If the, if the opening hook has a comedic element mm -hmm. to it, if the conflict right. is a zinger and yeah. is making you laugh, you better be writing a funny book. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. If, I'm, if I'm writing about a cult of evil librarians, you'd better have chuckles somewhere in that book because otherwise I've used that hook the wrong way. I've given the wrong promise. Yep. Okay. Well, it's time for closing, uh, closing words. Um, final words. Dan, what are your final words? Final words. Um, I think I've said everything I need to say, so I'm instead going to plug what I consider to be one of the finest opening lines I've ever read. This is actually not even mine. I'm pimping uh, William Gibson here. Neuromancer. The, the opening line of Neuromancer is brilliant. It... Uh, doesn't okay, necessarily okay. establish <laughs> setting. It doesn't establish anything about character or plot, but it establishes his writing style mm -hmm. as this is going to be a very poetic, very literate book. And I love it. Okay. Closing words? Oh, I think I, I like what Dan said earlier. Uh, don't try to write your first line first. Maybe you said that. Mm. I should have been paying I more attention. I hinted at it. But he said, <laughs> don't try to write your first line first. Write lots of interesting dialogue. Write some cool scenes. Write great uh, establishing shots for introductions into other chapters. And then through that, something is going to jump out mm -hmm. at you and say, you know, this may be where I really should have started. Closing words for me would be something along that line. Plan to cut your first chapter. Write your first chapter. 
plan to throw it away and either replace it with another first chapter or just see if your book can work without it. Um, and I think you will end up with a better beginning most of the time. And I've done that on most of my books. Um, so this has been Writing Excuses. Join us next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.